0: Hey guys, my name is Johnny Artavanis, and this is Dial In. In this episode, I sit down with Pastor Alistair Big and ask him about the role and function of the Holy Spirit. Let's Dial In. Well, Pastor Beg, thank you once again for sitting down. I wanted to ask you about the role, function of the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit. Um, what, Just, I guess, off the bat, what are some misconceptions that people have, even in the church, about mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit?
1: Uh, well, one would be that they uh, don't refer to him as a person, yeah. but refer to it as it, yeah. the Holy Spirit, so that somehow or another it's... Uh, uh, it's just completely misunderstood that the Holy Spirit is uh, the third person, co-equal, co-eternal, but is, is a person.
0: Not like an abstract force. Or right.
1: Something. Not like the force. May the force go with you. Yeah. No. When we... Begin the Bible. The Holy Spirit is breathing over the waters, right in 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 the midst of in the midst of creation. Some people another misconception is that the Holy Spirit was, was never showed up until Pentecost, yeah. and uh, that at that point uh, now we've made now we've made a discovery. But of course, we know that the Spirit alighted upon uh, Jesus at, at his baptism yeah. in the in the form of a dove. I think that the Holy Spirit is probably largely ignored by many, and then has become the preoccupation of those who don't ignore him. And so the Holy Spirit takes on a role
0: that are too large or too diminished.
1: We could put it ourselves, you know, he takes he's given a role that he never took for himself. So that in very simplistic terms, somehow or another the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit enter into a covenant of Redemptive purpose. The Father sending the Son, the Son being willing to go, the Holy Spirit then coming in that position to set forward the work and the and the ministry of the Son mm-hmm. in a role that is not subservient, but it is humble in that there's a loss of there's a loss of recognition in that person. The irony of it is that many of my friends who are mostly preoccupied with the Holy Spirit have have actually elevated the Holy Spirit to a place that the Holy Spirit doesn't actually have in the scriptures yeah. in that his work is always, is like a John the Baptist ministry, this is presenting Jesus. Another would be that um, either the, the, that the Holy Spirit is only known in a particular way, depending on the background out of which a person has come, yeah. so that there is a very mechanistic way into an understanding of the Holy Spirit. But yeah. there is no there is no life in our lives apart from the work of the Holy Spirit. So yeah. if, no, if someone doesn't have the Holy Spirit, then they're not even in Christ. Yeah. So the idea that it is a sort of top-up added extra, if you would like it, mm-hmm. is another misconception.
0: Yeah, like a boost. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's helpful. I think um, many people, yeah, can spectrum swing, like where the Holy Spirit becomes what you said, a preoccupation. Or then other times we can kind of swing to the other side and forget that we can't live a single moment of faithfulness outside of the Spirit's power. So then if I'm asking the question, well, how does the Holy Spirit work? And if we pray, God, fill me with your Spirit, how how does that even happen in our lives? What would you say?
1: Yeah. Well, it's fascinating, isn't it? When you go through the Acts of the Apostles, that post-Pentecost, we still read, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, yeah. that for special occasions and for special functions or whatever it might be, that they had a peculiar sense of um, a need a need of, if you like, a sort of evidential, um, internal, reassuring sense that God's hand was upon them for good you know the idea yeah. that the hand of God was upon them for good and so when they and they deliver the word of God and the spirit was there in his fullness i i think that for ourselves you know i i remember john Stott when he used to do that little booklet uh he used to say that in, in the christian life there is one baptism and many fillings mm-hmm. that we are, that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is when we're baptized into Christ, mm-hmm. that it is not a post-conversion experience. Mm-hmm. But the need for and the experience of the enabling of the Holy Spirit is an ongoing need. You know, we, we pray, God, uh, help me, quicken me, uh, fill me, whatever else it is. How would, how would we uh, quantify that? Yeah. Probably we're not the right people to try and figure it out. Um a bit like you know, and Moses' face shone, and he didn't yeah. know the Holy Spirit is given to us not as a not as a toy to be played with, but as a as a or the gifts that he gives us are not toys to be played with, but they're tools to be used, and so the work of the Spirit is to you know if a man loves me, he will keep keep my commandments and I will love him, and I will come and make my home with him, I will live with him. So how does Jesus doesn't live here? He's not in Camarillo. He's not in Cleveland, physically. If I go away, it will be really helpful because then the Spirit will come. Well, then we've got a we've got a genuine right to expect that some sense of animated intimacy with God is ours by experience, not on a sustained and daily basis, but. So for example, I've got I've got three kids, I've got eight grandchildren. I can arbitrarily go over and pick them up and give them a hug and set them back down again. they are no more my grandchildren because I picked them up with a hug or no less if I didn't give them a hug. But the hug was really nice. And I think there's a sense in which the work of the Spirit, this sounds kind of weird, maybe, but the, the, the work of the Spirit every so often he, that God comes to us, to hug us either, either in our need or in our anxiety that we were talking about the other time uh, or, or, or in our failure. He comes to assure us and to reassure us. And he does so through the scriptures, never, never in isolation from. Yeah. So there was a big long time here where the people were wearing those bracelets, what would Jesus do? Yeah. And I said, well, we don't know what Jesus would do. Why would you wear a bracelet? I mean, we have a bracelet that says, what does God's word say? Because then we can determine that. I mean, you want to buy a, a Toyota or you want to buy a, you know, a, a Volvo? Well, what would Jesus do? We don't know what Jesus would do. He wouldn't be doing that. So, um, there's a lot of nonsense spoken about that kind of thing. But in the circles in which many of us move, I'm not sure that we have quite the sense of expectation for the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives that we ought to have. Mm-hmm that he is more willing to bless us than we are to take the time to ask him. Hmm. I thought what you were saying was interesting regarding
0: the Holy Spirit. You know, what you're mentioning about what they got, the hug of a right. grandfather. And part of that is his role in Romans five, right? It says that he pours out the love of God into yeah. our hearts through the Holy Spirit. And then he assures us in Titus three, right? That yeah. we are actually right. God's children. I think one of the things that you're saying is, is true that maybe culture's emphasis on experience at right. the expense of truth. Right. We've potentially swung this way and go truth, right. devoid and divorced mm-hmm. of the experience and the assurance yeah. and the intimacy that the Holy Spirit provides. So if you're gonna just, if you're talking to someone and they say, I want the more of the spirit in my life, and you mentioned that it was never separated from the word of God, but what else would you say? I want more of the spirit of God in my life, working in my life, what would you say?
1: Well, all that God gives to us, he gives to us actually in Jesus, Mm -hmm. that in him, the fullness of the Godhead dwells in bodily form and we are complete in him. Mm -hmm. So that the work of the Holy Spirit is not to take us into like chapter three, but is to take us always to Jesus. And so... It depends why we're asking. I want more yeah. of the Holy Spirit, you know. Yeah. Because are we saying I want more of the Holy Spirit because I don't believe that I have sufficient in what is mine sure. in Jesus? Yeah. Then that's a different uh, yeah. subject to be addressed. Totally. But if they're saying, "Is I want to be more useful to God, I want to I want to love Jesus more, I want to have or even that nearness to yeah his that presence. sense of yeah. yeah that sense of uh, engagement with Him." I want the fruit of the Spirit to be manifest in my life. And since it is the work of the Spirit of God to produce that fruit, then that's that's what I long for. Yeah. Um, some people are asking because, I don't know why they're asking, but yeah. the Spirit's work is always to send us to Jesus. Therefore, we want always to point people back to Jesus.
0: Yeah, no, that's so helpful. and. I think when we often pray, Lord, fill me with your spirit, we know even when we read scripture that we're asking the spirit of God to open our eyes, the psalmist says, that we may behold the wonderful things in his word. And yet it's a subject that has a lot of ambiguity culturally because as you said, he's either elevated beyond the role he actually plays in scripture or diminished um, inappropriately.
1: Well, the only thing I would add is that between Colossians and Ephesians, as I think about it, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly and then sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. In Ephesians 5, be filled with the Holy Spirit and and engage in all those things so that the word of God does the work of God by the spirit of God in the lives of the people of God. Hmm. And so that combined reality, I think, is what we long for.
0: Mm, no, that's true. And then conformity into yeah, the, the image, image of Christ. the Son of that's God. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah. What? Is, because if you say, "What is what is God actually doing with us?" He's doing the exact same thing with all of us. Yeah, and that is conforming us to the image of His Son.
0: Romans eight. Yeah. No, that's that's so helpful, and that's I think my prayer huh, in our collective prayers sure. to be transformed. So that's very helpful. Thank you, Pastor Begg.